This is the FloridaHSFootball.com podcast, bringing you closer to all the action on Florida's home of high school football and girls flag football with amazing interviews and the latest news and events. You can follow us on Twitter at FLAHSFootball and by liking and following us on Facebook and Instagram at FloridaHSFootball. Want to drop us a message? Send us an email to football at FloridaHSFootball.com or by downloading the Anchor.fm app and leaving us a voicemail on our podcast page. Now, here's your host, the founder and publisher of FloridaHSFootball.com, Joshua Wilson. This preseason coaches interview podcast on FloridaHSFootball.com is brought to you by the Florida Athletic Coaches Association, the Florida High School 7v7 Association, ScoreStream, BSN Sports, First Down Playbook, Anytime Fitness of Gainesville, and Fox Sports Florida's Under the Lights Florida High School Football Final, airing Monday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern during the 2019 Florida High School football season. We also want to thank the Florida High School Athletic Association, Four Quarters Online, Baker Sporting Goods, and the Miami Dolphins for everything they did in supporting high school football media days for the student-athletes in Florida this preseason. Enjoy the interview. Joining me here on the 40chessfootball.com podcast here at the 2019 North Central Florida High School Football Media Day is Frank Hines, an assistant coach at Springstead High School in Spring Hill. Appreciate you stopping by here to talk some Eagles football, Coach. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, you know, you, you, you know, you, you do a lot of the stuff, you know, trying to get to help the guys, you know, get get to the next level and stuff, and especially in your what your role is with at Springstead, uh, you know, and you know, you can talk a lot about the team because I hear about it a lot from you. But yes, uh, sir. Uh, you know, looking back on the 2018 season. Season, you know, uh, y'all, y'all just again missed out on the playoffs. I know that has been a, tr- a, a trickery thing for y'all. You know, going seven and three. What do you? It, it, what lessons have y'all learned, in the, especially in the last couple of years, that you know? Hey, what we, we to improve upon and know? Hey, what can we do to get into the playoffs? Um, pretty much, we, we, we've come, we've come to realize it, it all comes down to control what you can control, not so much worry about the opponent, but control what you control in house, rather than worry about numbers and things like that. Um, it doesn't really matter who, who comes off that bus. If you control what you can control and take care of your business, you'll be fine. But in the past uh, two years, we lost to um, Nature Coast, Mitchell, and Hernando um, last year, three quality playoff teams. And, I mean, if we just do a little bit better job controlling what we control, I think the outcome will be a little bit different. I mean, and, and, that, and that right there, you know, that, that'll lead to the, the question that I'll, I'll have here in a moment about what stuff with, with the district and stuff. But uh, first, uh, uh, who are, who are some of your key leaders going to be? You know, for, for the team. You know, especially the fact that y'all are going to have a lot more seniors this year. Sure. Um, everyone's talking about our linebacker Anthony Alex. Uh, I'm sorry, Adrian Cabrera. Um, he's the state leader in tackles in the regular season. Um, the kid's an absolute stud. Um, he's the heart and soul of our defense. Um, he's definitely one kid that we feel is going to be a Division One prospect um, going to a big time school. Um, and the other people we have, Anthony Alexis. He broke his leg during the. Um, preseason class against Hudson. He's coming back. We feel like he's going to be um, one of, continue our tradition of a good fullback. And then we have a quarterback coming back, um, Max O'Rourke. He's been waiting in the wings for us to be, um, he's not so much an option quarterback, but he's going to be able to run the option, plus we're going to have a little bit more passing in our attack. And, and, and with all of that, you know, and, and the fact with, with, with being, you know, 
those leaders, you know, you got some changes now in the fact of, you know, the district changes up a little bit. You know, you, some teams have been moved around and all that. And now you got this nice little district of just four teams. You know, you guys, you know, Lacanto, um, I think it's Lake Mineola is the other yes. one. And, uh, and then, uh, in Pasco, you yes. know that's it. You know that's your district right there. And do you feel like in with all that that hey now here's here's our opportunity. We win the district. We're in the playoffs. Absolutely, but I mean it comes down to any, any given Friday. Um, we just like what I was saying before, control what you can control. Um, our, our district's a small district, which means you have to win out. Um, every every game is important in that district, so we can't have any slip up. So control what we control, and we should be fine. And, and, and with that, you know, you know what. What are your thoughts of what the FHA's uh, new RPI formula? What are, what are your thoughts about that? You know, after after two years on the point system, which which you know kind of didn't help y'all out. Do you feel like this RPI formula might might favor y'all a little bit better in terms of way way y'all way you've scheduled over the years? We, we yeah, our schedule is a lot different than we. Had in the past, um, playing teams like Crystal River, teams like Lacanto, teams like Southlake, we feel that uh, playing those teams and the, the quality of opponents that they play, the quality of opponents that we play, is going to help us out a lot. So that re- really kind of the RPI did factor into that scheduling method too, a little bit for y'all. Absolutely, we, we have a great athletic director, Dustin Kupchak, who handles the um, scheduling process. He's also our offense coordinator, so he kind of understands who's who's the top, who's the cream of the crop in the, in the district, in the, in the county, and around the area. And we feel that with those those teams on our schedule, if everything takes care of itself, if we control we control, we'll be able to be uh, make the playoffs. Now, you were mentioning to me something about beforehand that it was the, the, the Gulf Coast 8, which, you know, there's not going to be a conference championship in this kind of thing because of the way the, the way the uh a lot of the schools in this conference are are in districts, and you know, in football, and you know, this was kind of set up in the mind of the what the other team sports going to the other with the with the new ranking system they're going to have this year for the school year. But uh, looking at that, you know, you know, looking at your at your schedule, you know, you've got those schools that you know those those other seven schools on your schedule. You know, did did it did it help scheduling the, the scheduling for y'all in a way in terms of you know you didn't have to go find many other non district opponents at that point. Yeah, I mean, having having thing like the Gulf Coast State um, up and coming with us but not on football really helps us out playing the county schools plus playing teams from um, Citrus uh, Lacanto and Crystal River we feel will help us out a lot because I mean that's that's seven teams right there that we plus our district and that kind of fills out our schedule and then and that right there and then of course then you just you know, you're filling in with like you know hey okay you got you got sunlight and then you know Pasco you know you that, that, that's those are schools that hey Pasco County schools that that's like all right we're taking care of have a nice day right absolutely we we have a nice diverse schedule we, we go a little bit of everywhere um, we go Pasco we go uh, Citrus and we we stay in county um, we feel that diversity is going to help us in the long run with our, if, if we want to make a playoff run and uh, of all these games on the schedule which one might be the toughest one for y'all um, of course the, the the fancy answer is Nature Coast because of the rivalry with us um, they're a quality program uh, the coaches there have done a great job with that program um, but. I I think the wild card is going to be like Mineola. We haven't played them. Um, so it's a lot of unknowns in that particular A lot of unknown, game. absolutely. And I, actually, a whole district. Um, we haven't really played those teams except for Pasco in the past couple of years. So we, it's it's kind of a, of a grab bag, and we have to prepare every week for what we can control. Absolutely. And uh, to close this all, the, all this out, uh, what what would be one FHA policy or bylaw or maybe even beyond that with the state legislation? What, what would you change if you had to control to be able to change something with high school athletics? Um, looking at the new rules, I really like the, the, the two one two policy. But I, 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 I'm an old school guy. If done properly, I think two days can work 
a lot, especially with the new um, trying to teach kids how to tackle safely. Um, I don't think there's enough time in practice to be able to teach properly how to tackle safely. If we had that second practice, we'd be able to implement those elements a lot better. So that's where you, what you would want to change around if you, you really can do it. Yes, sir. If done properly. If done properly. Well, Coach Hines, appreciate you stopping by here. Appreciate you. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, thanks best so of much. luck with Springstead. I appreciate it. Thank you.